my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mark Moss Show where we talk about the decentralized revolution. We talk about the way the world is changing right before our very eyes, swinging from um, a peak centralization and back to decentralization. We look at this each and every week, uh, what I like to call the signpost. We know that we're getting closer to this climax. The pendulum is swinging back and we know this because of the signposts that we see all around us. We look at them through the lens of both or of all three of uh, politics, finance, and of course, technology. A lot of uh, other, not a lot, a few other analysts uh, like Ray Dalio uh, have put out some amazing books talking about how this um, changing of the guard, if you will, is coming to pass. But what they leave out is the technology piece, which is the biggest catalyst. When you look back through thousands of years of history, it's always technology that changes things. Today, we're going to talk about um, something big. And this is uh, all three. It's politics, it's finance, and it's technology. We look at the intersection of those three things. That's what we focus on on this show. So um, I try to bring to you some education so I can kind of help you understand this so you can understand it differently. Uh, some of the latest breaking news and, of course, some um, ex exciting guests. So you don't have to listen to me talk all the time. Today we are talking about education 
And we're going to dig into, like I said, the, the, the convergence of those three, politics, finance, and technology, and talk about money. Talk about something big. I'm talking about money. Uh, money is um, basically half of every transaction that you make in your life. So you trade your money for a house, you trade your money for a meal, you trade your money for a bus ticket, you trade your money, right? It's always half of that. Now, money is uh, pretty misunderstood. Most people don't really know what it is. I mean, you think you do, right? It's it's in your pocket or it's on your debit card and allows you to buy things. But you don't really understand what money is. And more importantly, you don't understand how money is changing right now and what that means. And so it's happening right now, right before our very eyes. And uh, I want to talk about that because this week, some big, big, big news were made specifically around money from multiple angles, both um, showing that the existing form of money, what we've known, what we have is being challenged and it's dying. And this week, also, the new forms of money have been pushed and promoted. So we're seeing both one dying and one rising up at the exact same time. And so I want to explain to you what that is. And so let's just jump into it. So I've been talking about this for months and months and months ever since really, well, I've been talking about it for years on my main YouTube channel. If you uh, don't watch me on YouTube, you should just search Mark Moss on YouTube. And um, on those YouTube videos, it's uh, obviously, um, it's video. So I use lots of uh, graphs and charts and headlines, but I like to call the receipts and I show you this. And I've been talking about this for years. Uh, but, you know, really we've seen this acceleration of the existing monetary system die um, just this year in 2022. And um, really where things really sped up, in my opinion, were during the trucker protests that were happening in Canada. And the reason why things really sped up at that point is because of the actions, or I should say, uh, yeah, the actions that were taken by the government of, of, uh, of Canada against not only just the truckers, but anybody who supported them. So they went on to do something that was legally protected under their constitution. The government didn't like it. And anybody that was involved, including anybody who um, supported that, came under punishment from the government. Because the government just arbitrarily decided to change the rules. There was no um, due process. There was no change of the constitution. Um, they just went and hit a button and froze people's bank accounts. Mothers, single mothers who donated $25 to this had their accounts frozen. I think that's where things really, really, really accelerated. Now, again, I've been talking about kind of the end of the monetary system as we know it for years. Uh, we've all been talking about it. You got the Peter Schiff's of the world, uh, Mike Maloney's, they've been talking about it for decades, how this dollar system that we have today would eventually come to an end. And it's not just the dollar system, it's the fiat money system. Now, a lot of you may don't know what that means. Let me just explain it to you really quick. For all of history, uh, recorded history, what we know, we've had commodity money, meaning real things. You have to first understand that people don't want money, which I know sounds stupid. And you're like, come on, Mark, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Of course we want money. We want as much money as we can. No, you don't. You want the things that money buys you. Now, money can sit there in your bank account or under your mattress until you're ready to now go get those things that you want. But ultimately, you don't want money. You want a house, you want a car, you want a vacation, you want food, you want clothes, etc. That's what you want. It's the things that money buys you. And so we've been talking about, uh, for, well, for all of history, money operates as a medium of exchange. 
right? And so um, you didn't want my cow, so how about would you take this thing instead? And this thing happened to be a thing. <laughs> it happened to be a rock or a feather or a seashell or a piece of gold. And for about 5,000 years, gold was money. And then um, gold-backed currency. So then we kind of got into this paper money system. We needed to speed up gold. Gold was too slow. It's hard to send gold around. So we put a debt instrument on top of it. That was a paper gold certificate. That was cash, um, which then turned into checking and credit cards, debit cards, etc. But what most people don't realize is that as we went into that new system, really around 1913, really sooner, but the creation of the Federal Reserve happened in 1913, it was still backed by, by gold. So there was still gold in the banks to back up the paper gold certificates that they printed. But that all changed in 1971. And so we went on to a purely fiat monetary system. So a purely um, paper system. Fiat means by decree. It means you use it because we say so. And so we went on to this uh, for about 50 years, 51 years now. We've been in this experiment where we have this paper money that's worth nothing, that's not backed up by anything. And the problem with that, I mean, I could spend an hour just talking about that, but the problem is that there is no constraints now left on the central banks or the people who control the money to just print endless amounts of it. And the problem is you can't do that because remember, the money is worthless by itself. The money just represents the goods. So if you increase the money faster than you increase the supply of goods, surprise, surprise, you get inflation. You take all the money and you divide it by all the goods. But if you increase the money, then the price of those goods goes up. You have more money chasing limited goods. And so at least when we were on a gold standard, there was something holding the banks back. They couldn't just arbitrarily go print money. They had to go spend money, resources, time to go find the land, dig it out, you know, dig the gold out of the ground, process it, all those things. And so for about 51 years, we've been onto this. And so for about 51 years, <laughs> people have been saying this is going to end. This will not work. You can't do this. You can't arbitrarily create uh, these paper, these, these money claims out of thin air. Let me, let me put it to you this way. As long as there are a group of people who have to exchange their time for money, which means you and I, we're working, and there's another group of people who can print unlimited amounts of money that will always lead to slavery. So you have to create, you have to trade your labor, your time. They print it by pushing a button and they can just steal your labor. You see how that works? We always knew it was going to be a problem. And so we've been talking about it, economists have been talking about it for decades and decades. It's coming to an end and it is rapidly approaching. So here we are back to Canada. And Canada, again, um, was able to just arbitrarily change the rules. No due process of law. That's a different subject. We can talk about that politically. That's also signaling the end of a system. But financially, it signaled the end of a system because all of a sudden, we just were put on notice that the money in our bank account isn't actually our money. At any given time, for no reason at all, they could just automatically freeze that money. And I think that really put the world on notice. It did a couple other things. One, it showed their hand. It shows exactly where the central powers are going to take things. And two, it ruined trust. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We are talking about the way the world is changing through the decentralized revolution. Today, we are talking about some things that happened this week that both killed the existing monetary system and are bringing to life the new monetary system. I'll be back with all of that and more in a minute. 
Don't go away. I'll be right back. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, welcome back. You are tuned in and listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about big things that happened this week that, one, signaled the end of the financial system that we have today, and two are ushering in the new monetary system. And you need to know about this because it is going to affect your life in a big, big way. Of course, each and every week we talk about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing. And so we were talking about before the break um, the Canadian trucker protest, how that was one of the big catalysts. Moving forward, what really happened after that, and this is the ultimate catalyst that has put the world onto a fast track to killing the existing monetary system that we have, and that is uh, the outbreak of the Russia-Ukraine war. Now, not getting into the details of the war, what happened is there's three global superpowers. We got the United States, we got China, we got Russia. All three of those superpowers have nuclear weapons, and one of those three nations had their bank accounts frozen and seized. Yep. So with a push of a button, the G7, the top seven nations in the world, decided to just freeze their accounts, similar to what just happened in Canada. Now, in Canada, it happened to people, right? Individuals. 
in the Russia situation, it happened to a global superpower with nuclear weapons. So if it can happen to individuals in Canada, it can certainly happen to me and you. If it can happen to Russia, it can happen to any other country. And every other country caught wind of that. Every other country realized that. And since then, every other country is, has been taking steps to protect themselves from that happening. Now, Russia wasn't just holding dollars. As a matter of fact, Russia has been de-dollarizing, getting rid of dollars for a long time. Russia held a bunch of currencies, but it didn't matter. It was in the existing financial system, which the U.S. government really has the main control over. And so didn't matter what currency they were holding. As long as it was in that system, it could be taken away. And like I said, every other nation saw that. Now, since that happened, in my opinion, that was the final death blow to the monetary system that we have today. Now, uh, when I say the death blow, you know, if you've, uh, you know, seen uh, some action movie or whatever, and, you know, the, the good guy shoots the bad guy or something like that, but he keeps, like, coming, or, uh, you know, an animal, right? You shoot it, but it, like, still comes and attacks. So, uh, it, just because it's received the death blow that will inevitably kill it or end it, it doesn't mean that it can't keep going for a while. And so that's kind of what happened, right? I believe it was the death blow. The whole world realized what happened. Since then, we've seen other nations taking massive steps to de-dollarize and get itself out of the system, including China. Remember, three superpowers. Now, in a game of poker, a game of three-card poker, my goal is to make sure the other two people don't team up against me. That's typically been the role of the United States government, which was to make sure China and Russia didn't team up against the U.S. But now China and Russia have teamed up. Now I'm going to talk about, about that more in a minute. But China has now realized that, shoot, if that can happen to Russia, it can happen to us. And so we better take steps to make sure that we don't get sanctioned the same way Russia did. Now, is that because they're expecting to do something that would cause them to be sanctioned? Or... They just want to make sure they're not sanctioned. We don't really know. My guess is it's probably the first. <laughs> uh, but since that time, we've seen other nations take, taking these steps, and Putin has been on his soapbox telling people that they need to get their money out of the financial system that the U.S. controls, because if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. So uh, here is a quote I'm going to read directly from Putin that he gave in June of 2022, just a couple months ago. He said, quote, caught in the inflationary storm. So uh, I'll just pause there. So caught in the inflationary storm. So uh, <laughs> prices going up everywhere. You don't have to be, uh, you understand what I'm talking about, right? Uh, it's all over the news. Inflation. Prices are going up like crazy. So caught in this inflationary storm where prices are going up so fast, nobody can afford it. He says, back to the quote, many nations are now asking, why would we bother exchanging our goods for dollars and euros when they're losing value right before our very eyes? So, I'm a nation. Remember, we don't want money. What we want is goods and services. Money is not wealth. Goods and services are wealth. I say this uh, analogy quite often. If I was stuck on a deserted island and I had a billion dollars of cash, a billion dollars of gold, a billion dollars of Bitcoin, but I had no goods or services. I had no boat to get off the island, no phone to get help, no food, no water, no clothes, no nothing. None of that, the billion dollars of cash, gold, or Bitcoin, they're all worthless. The, the goods and services are wealth, not money. Money doesn't, uh, money measures how much wealth I can acquire. It's not wealth itself. Now, if there was a guy on the island who, uh, you know, had some uh, fishing lines and he had fish and he had coconuts, he would be the wealthy one. 
So that's exactly what is happening here. He's saying, why bother exchanging goods for dollars and euros when they're losing value before our very eyes? So the goods are the wealth. So if you're Russia, you have oil, you have natural gas. That's goods. That's what the world wants. They don't want the money. They need the energy. If you're India, you have the rice. If you're Bulgaria, you have firewood. If you're Norway, you have electricity. I don't want to make this about Russia. Every nation has goods that they sell. The more goods they sell into the world, the more money comes back to them, the more wealth they have. So he's saying, why bother exchanging your goods, that wheat that you grew, that rice that you grew? Why would you give those goods up for dollars or euros that are losing value right before our very eyes? We might as well just keep it in the ground. We'll keep our wealth, right? So he says uh, back to him, the economy of imaginary wealth is being inevitably replaced by the economy of real valuables and hard assets. So what is he saying by that? The economy of imaginary wealth. Imaginary wealth is fiat, currency, where they push a button and create an unlimited amount as much as they want. That's imaginary. They created it out of thin air. It's a figment of their imagination. Now, other people will accept it, but they're starting to wake up to it. As Putin said, why would you do that? The economy of imaginary wealth is being inevitably replaced. Replaced by what? By the economy of real valuables and hard assets like wheat and rice and natural gas and oil. The things that people really need. Copper, nickel, <laughs> real things that people want. That's what has value. All right. So that's what he's saying. Now, since that's happened um, in the last several months, I mean, this this year, uh, we're seeing this happen faster and faster. And it's being sped up by two things. One, nations, part of the world, wanting to move to this, uh, get rid of this imaginary wealth and replace it with real wealth. And at the same time, the central banks that produce the imaginary wealth, mainly the, the Federal Reserve, which produces dollars, and the European Central Bank that produces euros that he's talking about, mainly those two banks are doing everything they can to destroy their currencies as fast as they can, and the other nations of the world are, are moving as fast as they can to away from the imaginary wealth into the economy of real wealth. So it's happening at the same time. So let's talk about uh, the end game for the fiat currencies, what the central banks are doing. Let's break that down, and then we'll talk about this new system that's being set up and what happened this week that really shows just how fast this is happening. Um, if you're just tuning in right now, uh, you're listening to The Mark Kamash Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about the way the, the world is changing, and of course, we look at it through politics, finance, and technology. We're talking about the money system, which is both political and financial, and then we're going to talk about the technology piece that was introduced this week that is really going to change this. If you've missed the beginning, don't worry. I got your back. You can check me out on the podcast. Just search Mark Moss Podcast on your on your favorite podcast player, or you can watch them on YouTube on my Market Disruptors channel, not my main channel. Just search YouTube Market Disruptors. I'll be back with that and more in a minute. You do not want to miss it, so don't go away. I'll be right back. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world's changing right before our very eyes through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. Today, we we got a big one, and I got a lot to cover, so I got to get going through this fast. So we're talking about um, how the central banks, specifically the Fed and the ACB, are destroying the money system that we have today, and the other half of the world is actively building a new monetary system at the same time. And then <laughs> there's a technology piece that was introduced this week that changes all this. So... Um, the imaginary wealth is this fiat money system where the central banks just create this money. And so we're seeing that die right before our very eyes. The central banks are forced to continue to kill it. What do I mean by that? Well, because we're in a fake imaginary wealth, back to Putin's quote, economy of imaginary wealth, fiat money being printed endlessly, we're uh, all off of debt. We're in a debt based monetary system. Now, with a debt-based monetary system, you always have to continue to increase it, inflate the balloon. If you don't continue to inflate it, then it deflates and it dies. That's why we keep having correction after correction after correction, and the central banks have to keep pumping it up, pumping it up, pumping it up. The problem that we have today that we haven't had in the past is we have this massive inflation. So back to kind of Putin's quote, where he said, caught in the inflationary storm. And so we have this massive inflation. So how can the central banks continue to increase money when we have this high inflation, remember we started at the beginning by saying that you take uh, the money, which you don't want, divided by the goods and services, which you do. If you increase the money without increasing the goods and services, you get massive inflation. The problem is, is the central banks need to continue to inflate the money supply. So if they don't, then everything falls apart. The banking system dries up. There's no liquidity. There's no loans. Now, the loans is how money's created. So there's no liquidity. There's no loans. There's no money creation. The thing falls apart. All the assets, stocks, bonds, real estate, they all lose value. The whole thing falls apart. 
Um, or they can, can keep it going, keep the Ponzi going, keep the bubble going, but then we have inflation. Now, I don't have time to really go into all of this. Um, let's see what I can cut out here. <laughs> uh, the problem is that the Fed is trying to crush the demand so you stop spending as much. But the problem is as they crush demand and as asset prices fall, like I said, your stocks, bonds, real estate, etc., then people spend less money. There's less revenue going to the government from capital gains, taxes, and IRA distributions and things like that. And then the government has less income. If the government has less income, but they're still spending the same, or in our case, they're spending more. Now they want to do this whole green, green transition and spend trillions of dollars to re, you know, revamp the whole U.S. economy. So they want to spend even more money than they've ever spent before, and they have tax receipts falling. So what does that mean? That means more printing. Uh, we also have a problem where now the Fed is... Uh, and not just the Fed, the ECB as well, they're rapidly raising rates. Well, the Fed is a bank, and so um, it receives interest on the money it's given out, and it pays expenses. So there's income and expenses, just like any other bank would have. The problem is that as the Federal Reserve raises rates, they have to pay out more interest than they were paying out before, and they have less income coming in. That's a problem. As a matter of fact, the Fed funds rate is on its way to 4%. At 4%, the Federal Reserve will go from making $100 billion a year of profit that it gives to the Treasury to losing almost $300 billion per year. Now, the Treasury has no income. That's a big problem. How long can they go from making $100 billion a year to losing $300 billion a year? Well, the answer is they can't, not for very long. So they would go bankrupt, except for central banks don't go bankrupt. So what will they do? They'll print the money. So you can see very quickly, there's no other options. They're going to have to continue printing money. Now, um, here's a way that somebody, uh, McLeod, um, he describes the end game of fiat currencies. And he says, um, you go from uh, something like the pandemic being a one-off crisis that required uh, massive deficit spending by governments, right? They had to print trillions and trillions of $11 trillion to pump it back up from COVID. Uh, we now have a second one-off crisis, a second one-off, um, centered on subsidizing energy and food. So now all around, specifically Europe, but it's happening in the United States as well, the governments are now having to subsidize the high prices of energy and food, the problems they've created. Now they have to print money for that. This will be followed by further and increasing demands for inflationary funding. So now they've got to print more, more money for that. Attempts to prevent Western economies contracting. So as I said, um, if they don't keep pumping money in, it starts contracting. It says, uh, buyer strikes in bond markets along with collapsing bank credit will probably be the coup de grace for fiat currency. So that's where it dies. Now, while this is happening... It's falling apart super fast. Most of the world doesn't trust it. They want to move out of it. <laughs> and the nations that are still using it, um, they're facing massive inflationary pressures as they're just crushing it on their own. So now we have um, the, another part of the world setting up their own currency. So we have China and Russia who have now gotten together. Remember, as I said, the, game of a, uh, the goal of a, a game of three-card poker is to make sure my two opponents don't team up on me. And here we have China and Russia teaming up. As a matter of fact, 
it appears that China has or had partnered up with Russia before the invasion happened, and Russia might have been waiting on the invasion until China was ready for this. China had to get ready for it. Um, but now China and Russia and what's known as the BRICS nations, BRICS stands for B for Brazil, R for Russia, I for India, C for China, S for South Africa, that's the BRICS nations, they've continued to expand. More and more nations around the world have been joining this BRICS alliance, including we've seen Iran, we've seen Argentina, and now over half the people in the world are now part of the BRICS nations. And they all realize that, shoot, if it can happen to Russia and China's worried about it, then I should probably be worried about it too. And so we don't want to continue using this money system that they, uh, they, the West, Europe, the, you know, Europe and the U.S. have. We'll set up our own. And so the BRICS nations are now working on setting up their own monetary system to compete with the U.S. and Europe's monetary system. And it's happening very, very rapidly. As a matter of fact, uh, they've announced that they want to have a asset-backed, potentially a gold or at least a commodities-backed currency, which. I think the world would like. Uh, back to Putin's claims, he said that um, the quote was, um, the economy of imaginary wealth is being replaced with the economy of real valuables. So they want to build a new economy, a new financial system built on real valuables to replace the one built on imaginary wealth. So their words, like we don't have to have a crystal ball. They're telling us what is happening. They're doing this actively. Now, this week, what happened? This week, President Xi from China left China for the first time in two years since pre-pandemic. He hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't met with anybody. He doesn't care until now. So what happened this week that was so important that they actually got President Xi to leave China and travel uh, halfway around the world. Well, it was the SCO Summit 2022. And President Xi wanted to go um, go to this summit and meet with President Putin to discuss a new financial system. And uh, per uh, the message coming out of China, they said, quote, China is willing to work with Russian Russia on, quote, core interests. China's willing to work with Russia on their core interests. What are those core interests? Well, the core interests are that China needs energy. They need, they need real things, the economy of real things. China needs energy. China needs food. China needs those things. And Russia has those things. Russia needs a buyer. China needs a supplier. Uh, they both can't use the U.S. dollar because of sanctions. So what are their core interests? I need these things. You want to sell these things. But we need a new system to do it in because the old one doesn't work for us anymore. That is what their core interests are. Now, at the same time this is happening, we're seeing them break the backbone of the existing system that we have today. I'm going to talk about that and more in a minute. Um, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about the way the existing financial system is dying right before our very eyes, and another one is being propped up and stood up right before our very eyes. I'm going to explain it all to you. It's going to be super clear, and I'm going to talk about something else that happened this week with a technology piece that's going to be a massive driver of change, and it's dangerous for you. Don't miss this. You don't want to miss it. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. 
Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, welcome back. Uh, You're listening to The Mark Ma Show. We're talking about, of course, each and every week, the decentralized revolution. Talking about the way right now, today, the financial system is being reset. Now, we always look at the lens of politics, finance, and technology. We're hitting on all three of these today. If you've missed what I've said, you've missed a lot. I can't go back and repeat it, but you can check me out on the podcast. Just search Mark Moss Podcast on your favorite podcast player or go to my YouTube channel, Market Disruptors, Market Disruptors on, uh, on YouTube, and you can watch me and listen to me there. Now, so China and Russia, they're getting together and the BRICS nation. So BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. But now a bunch of other nations have joined China. I'm sorry, joined the BRICS. Now they're half of the world population. Now, I said President Xi went to go meet with um, with uh, Vladimir Putin this week, first time he's left China in two years, to work on what they called their core interests. Remember, China wants to buy things they they need to, and China wa- or Russia wants to sell things. Those are mutual interests, and <clears throat> they both need to do them outside of the dollar system that they have. So the core interests they're talking about are facilitating this trade and setting up their own payment network. Now, something else happened, something big. Now, what we've seen is that the as I was kind of explaining earlier, if you missed it, you can go back and check it on the podcast, but our our monetary system for all of recorded history has been built off of commodities, real things. Mostly gold, 5,000 years of history over gold, gold and silver, um, but also rocks or seashells or um, feathers or things like that, but but actual real things. And uh, it, was, it had been gold for 5,000 years. In 1971, we left the gold standard, and now we're just in this fiat currency model. This is an experiment. Never in the history of the world have we ran on a purely paper 
debt system. And I believe that history books will be written about this period in time, and they're going to go, what the heck were they thinking? Couldn't they have seen 5,000 years of history and know that wasn't going to work? I mean, we could have just thought through it and told them it wouldn't have worked. And I believe that's what history books will say. But um, we still have um, this gold system. And central banks around the world, sovereign nations all around the world, still hold massive amounts of gold. As a matter of fact, over the last two years, they've been buying more gold than they have in any time in history since 1971 when we got off the gold standard. So now these central banks, they're buying up gold. They realize, hey, this financial system, back to Putin's quote, um, the economy of imaginary wealth is being replaced by the economy of real values. The central banks see this. Hey, this fake fiat paper we have, it's being replaced by real things. We need to buy more gold. The problem is, is that your government doesn't want you to understand that. And so the price of gold is heavily, heavily manipulated. Now, I'm not going to dig into all that, but it's being manipulated by a couple of ways. One, it's being manipulated by um, the London Bullion Association, every day, a couple guys get on the phone and set the price of gold. It's not found in a free market. They do it, all right? And what we're seeing is that now Russia and China, the BRICS nations, have proposed a new standard to compete with the LBMA. Now, I believe they're doing this. They said they're doing this. I believe they're doing it. Now, is it 100% guaranteed they're going to succeed? No, not necessarily, but they're doing it. And if they can break the back of gold, or the, or I should say the grip of man, uh, manipulation on the price of gold, we could see gold explode higher. And uh, a lot of people also see this. As a matter of fact, I saw this article that says the, that the, the gold and silver has been lee, leaving the exchanges, been leaving these the COMEX and the LBMA as fast as it possibly can. As a matter of fact, the, in London, the silver inventories continue to plummet as metals exit the LBMA vaults. Where is all the gold and silver going? It's being sucked out of the system. Could it be that all of these nations are buying up as much, and maybe just Russia and China, are buying up as much gold and silver as they can, knowing that they're going to make this flip? And once they do, the ECB, Canada, which owns no gold, and the U.S. won't be able to get any because there won't be any for delivery. Could it be that? Now, while this is happening, the old system is dying under attack. There's a new system trying to be stood up. So what am I talking about here? So we saw this week, well, a few months ago, the White House, I shouldn't say the White House, President Biden signed an executive order on March 9th. An executive order means I'm the, I'm the president. I'm the dictator. What I say matters. I'm going to demand this happens. And so they opened up an executive order to um, dig into the responsible development of digital assets. And he wanted all this research done, and they wanted to come back with this framework and things like that. And that's exactly what happened. And so we see this came back just this week. And this is big news. So um, now the White House recommends creating a digital dollar. And the Biden admin actually outlined a plan for this. It says the Biden administration is moving closer to developing a digital currency for the U.S., saying it will help strengthen the nation's role as a global financial leader. Uh, no, it won't. It's still going to be fake. The world is moving to real things. It released a framework only, uh, outlining the regulation of digital assets, including, including cryptocurrency. Um, for the past six months, since March 22, Executive Order 14067, quote, ensuring responsible development for digital assets. 
Um, like I said, the agencies have been working to develop this framework. And the framework suggests the government creates a central bank digital currency, or we call it a CBDC. They say a CBDC would make it possible, would make possible an efficient payment system, create technical innovations, facilitate cross-border transactions, all while fostering environmental sustainability. Because that's what everybody wants, right? says, discussion of a digital dollar has led to unfounded charges that will lead to government control of digital assets. Hmm, it's not unfounded. I'm going to break that down. Um, because they say, in fact, U.S. dollars currently already exist in commercial banks across the country. A hypothetical digital dollar would be regulated as the physical dollar is by the central bank and the full faith and backing of the central bank. So, yes, we use digital dollars. I don't really use any physical dollars anymore. I use my debit card. I use my credit card everywhere I go. I'm guessing you do as well. Well over 80% of all transactions done today are done digitally. But the CBD is different because it's programmable money. So right now, the government can freeze your bank accounts. We saw that in Canada. That's what I opened up the show with, right? We saw that in Canada. They froze the bank accounts. The government could freeze your bank account anytime they want. That's a danger. It's a problem. But a CBDC is something completely different. It's programmable. So I can program the money. Hey, nothing good happens after midnight. So, uh, you know, your money is no, you can't spend money after midnight. Um, you know what? Um, eating red meat is no good for you. So uh, you're not allowed to spend money on red meat anymore. Um, you know, uh, anyone who doesn't agree with us, uh, Republicans are dangerous. MAGA Republicans are dangerous. So anybody that's even associated with them, they can't spend money anymore. And you see, it's programmable. It's way different than anything that we have today. It's completely different. As a matter of fact, it will be the greatest, I'm going to put that down right here, the greatest tool for authoritarianism, surveillance that, we, that, that we've ever seen. This is the tool that all governments have wanted and want today. The reason why is because without the freedom of payments, there is no freedom. We're guaranteed a freedom to assemble, but if I can't pay to put gas in my truck to drive to the assembly, I have no freedom. If I can't pay for a meal when I'm there, I have no freedom. I have a freedom of, of speech, but if I can't pay to have a phone to go on social media or a microphone to talk to you, I have no freedom of speech. And if they can take control of the money, they can take control of freedom overall. And so one system is dying, one system is being created. The central bank digital currency is the greatest threat to our freedom I need to be aware of it. I can do a whole nother show breaking this down. I'm running short on time. But just know, this all happened this week. Xi went and met with Russia, his first trip in two years, to establish a new financial system. And the U.S. trying to maintain what they have has, is, is recommending the greatest surveillance and control tool in the history of the world. We're seeing a battle play out in real time. It's interesting. This is the decentralized revolution that I'm talking about each and every week. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. Like I said, we talk about the decentralized revolution each and every week, talking about uh, the way the world's changing through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. This is what you need to know. Don't miss me. If you missed any of this, you can check it out on the podcast. Just search Mark Moss Podcast or on YouTube. Just go to Market Disruptors and catch me there. <clears throat> That's what I got. Thanks for listening today. Until next time.
Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.